0: It's really just a number, that's all it is. And yet, for the rest of your life, anytime someone says 2020, that number will probably represent more to you than just a set of four random digits. 2020 was the year when every day, it seemed like the front page headline was more troubling, more frightening, and more stress-inducing than the day before. That's how most people will remember this year. And yet, There are other people who will remember 2020 headlines that did not always make the front page. These people will remember Laura and Sally and Zeta and Goni. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, 2020 will go down as the most active Atlantic hurricane season in history. That's why, with this being Stories of Hope, episode number 50, it seemed fitting to go back to Stories of Hope, episode number 1, the story you're about to hear was recorded in Puerto Rico in 2018. But as you'll find out, the work of responding to crises there and elsewhere continues today. Now here's Stories of Hope, episode 50. Let there be electricity, again.
1: couldn't see anything because it was dark, but we could hear everything. If you want to hear a scary story,
0: go to Puerto Rico and ask the first person you meet, where were you when Hurricane Maria hit?
1: We start hearing all the noises, and it was really scary, really scary. I told my wife, let's get into the closet. Uh, so we got inside the closet and we Stayed there for the entire hurricane. And it was about 10 hours. Jorge Santiago can't forget what he heard on
0: the night of September 20th, 2017. And he won't forget what he saw the next morning.
1: I'm gonna be very honest to you. That day a lot of people, I saw a lot of people crying because everything was destroyed.
0: What do you do when it feels like you can't do anything?
1: Everybody was united, trying to find a way to get gasoline, to get water, to get food.
0: This is a story about a community cut off from the rest of the world, and a man who would not let downed trees, washed out roads, and boarded up gas stations keep him from helping his neighbors. Comerio Puerto Rico smells like hibiscus and empanadas and exhaust fumes. It sounds like roosters and street vendors and diesel trucks. And it looks only slightly similar to the town Jorge Santiago once knew like the back of his hand.
1: Comarillo is a beautiful place. But after Hurricane Maria, Comarillo does not look the same. No power, no water. So they had to close down businesses and not be able to reopen again. And... It just do not look the same anymore.
0: As Jorge squeezes his minivan down Comorillo's crazy narrow one way streets, he points out what used to be tree covered mountains outside town that are now stripped bare of anything tall or green. At major intersections, traffic lights blink on and off and stop signs lie flat on the sidewalk. And then, riding with Jorge, there are the people. Always the people. His second cousin, his high school history teacher, the guy who sells hot dogs from a roadside stand. When Jorge sees anyone he knows, he stops his car in the middle of the road, sticks his arm out the window, and pulls one of his thousand best friends up to the car for a hug. Everyone in Comerío, knows and loves Jorge. He's the hometown kid who left for the States, found Jesus, and then, in the summer of 2017, came back to Comerio
1: to try and start a church. God called me to come back to Comerio. He said, now go and preach from the place that I took you from. But then everything changed. Maria happened, Maria came, and people were really afraid and, and desperate. I remember I used to just speak to people, they used to just start crying and crying and crying.
0: It was the day after the hurricane, September 21st, 2017, when Jorge Santiago put his plans to start a church on hold. Many areas of Comorillo were completely underwater, and Jorge decided he had to do whatever he
1: could to help his neighbors. I remember I used to go out every day in the morning looking for resources to bring to Comarillo.
0: Unfortunately, at the
1: beginning, that wasn't much. And I remember three days in a row, I couldn't find anything to bring to Comarillo. And I was so heartbroken because I knew my people need help. And, And me not finding anything for them was really hard.
0: What Jorge wanted to find was not just hard, it was impossible. Everyone said so. After Hurricane Maria, People in Comerío were forced to wash their clothes in the contaminated water of the La Plata River. So Jorge and his wife had gotten the idea to start a free laundromat. They found washing machines no problem. But what they could not find was electricity.
1: We didn't have any electricity. And getting a generator here in Puerto Rico at that time was impossible. Impossible because there were not generators, power generators in, in Puerto Rico at all. They were all gone. So, we, we start praying.
0: The praying was the easy part. The hard part was sitting in hour-long gas lines, detouring around washed out roads, and searching for random pockets of cell service where he would try and squeeze the last bit of battery power from his phone to find someone, anyone, with access to a
1: generator. I knew God was doing something, but then we had another challenge. Communication was very poor no internet, so I didn't know what was going on. I had to drive an hour away from my house to get to make a phone call. And that's how I got to get in touch with Carlos Rodriguez. Carlos Rodriguez
0: was a Southern Baptist missionary working with Send Relief, one of the few organizations that had managed to get supplies onto the island right after the storm. Send Relief had filled the San Juan warehouse with four semi-trailers worth of food and water and tools and equipment. And they'd asked Carlos to get it all to the pastors who needed it the most
1: Carlos Rodriguez called me and he said I need you to go to the warehouse and when I got to the Send relief warehouse and and the guy brought the big box and he opened it the first thing I noticed was a generator um uh, not only a generator but everything right there to help my people and and, and and to provide for my people. So I started crying. That was my first reaction and, and, and praising God.
0: Jorge drove back to Comerio, set up his generator at Inez Mendoza Elementary School, and then put the word out. Starting the next Monday, everyone can come wash their clothes for free. And on that first day, before the sun had even come up, people were lined up as far as Jorge could see all of them carrying hampers and trash bags and suitcases stuffed with dirty clothes.
1: The uh, Monday that we opened for the community, we had to start telling the people, some of the people that they had to leave and come back next day because there were so many people. We always were um, expecting that God was gonna do something and open a door or a window for us to share the gospel with someone. And, and we did so many times. When people used to come to wash their clothes, um, they have to be there with us, and we share the gospel with so many people and pray with so many people uh, at the watcher machine area. A generator can be
0: a powerful thing. But Jorge didn't understand just how powerful until a few weeks later when the laundry rush slowed down to a manageable daily routine and the hallways of Inez Mendoza Elementary School got very, very quiet. Except for Jorge and the people who came to wash clothes, the school was empty. Ever since Hurricane Maria, classes had been canceled because, as it turns out, a school needs electricity to be a school. And that's when Jorge realized he could make enough electricity for everybody.
1: In the beginning, the idea with the generator was to power the watches machine only. And then my wife and I started thinking, hey, we can also help the school, why not? They're here, you know, we had the gasoline, we had the generator, we have tension, cord. why not? And that's
0: how, after six months of no school, Inez Mendoza Elementary opened back up for business.
1: We, um, um, got to power the computer and, and printers of the teachers and they could print their assignment for the, for the kids, the homework. I didn't expect that was going to happen. We were just trying to help the people. But since we are following Jesus, following God on this, He was leading us and guiding us through the right place. So by helping the school, they got to reopen
0: again. The grown-ups did laundry, the kids did math and history, and Jorge, the man who thought he was putting his plans for a new church on hold, ended up baptizing new believers and starting that new church after all. In a town where everything was dark, now there is light.
1: Everybody knew that this situation was bad, but we we, we didn't felt left behind all along because the first responder were um, sent relief. So when I think about Hurricane Maria and all that happened, I can't see anything else but a new opportunity to start over again and to build strong. That, that's, that's exactly what God wanted to happen in Comarillo.
0: From Send Relief, this has been a special encore episode of Stories of Hope. Let There Be Electricity, Again. Since this story was recorded, Jorge and his church have had even more opportunities to serve their community and share the gospel. They've hosted Send Relief mission teams from all over the U.S. Those teams traveled to Comerio to help repair and rebuild homes damaged by Hurricane Maria. Send Relief volunteers have now worked on more than 50 homes in Comerio. Many of the residents of those homes have now become part of Jorge's church. Comerío is just one community that's been made new as a result of churches responding through Send Relief. Over the past year, Send Relief volunteers have helped people all over America, as well as people in more than 50 other countries respond to hurricanes and typhoons and all sorts of other crises. Just in 2020, those Send Relief volunteers have helped more than 800,000 people They've shared the gospel with more than 240,000 of them and seen more than 7,000 come to faith in Christ. To learn how Send Relief can help you and your church be a part of that work here at home or around the world, go to sendrelief.org. And finally, if you like what you heard here, please rate us and leave a review. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. We'll be back in three weeks with another episode of Stories of Hope.